Welcome to Real Estate Agent Superstars. I'm your host, RJ Baxter with Intercap Lending. And I have with me today a superstar agent from the Boulder area, Carrie Higgins of Compass Real Estate. And she has formed a team with another powerhouse agent, Kristen Kalush. They call it the Higgins Kalush Collective. And she's gonna to talk to us today about building a team with Kristen, what that's looked like, why they built a team, some of their successes. And um, she's also gonna share with us some of her plans for the upcoming year and how she's approaching this tough market. Thank you for joining us, Carrie. Really appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's exciting. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me a little bit more about uh, what you have going on because you have built a uber successful team in, in the Boulder area with your yeah. partner, Kristen Kalush. Um, you guys call it the Hig Higgins Kalush Collective. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Higgins Kalush Collective with Compass. Yep. Okay. Okay. And how long have you guys been partnered and building a team? Yeah. So we've been partners. The end of this year will be our second full year. But ironically, we shared office space before then, like because we are two like similarly producing agents with Compass, they kind of had a share in office space together. So um, it worked out really well because so we were like, you know, off the record working with each other um, for about a year and a half before that, like sharing some resources in terms of employees and definitely thought sharing and everything else. So that's the way that worked. But two years officially. Okay. Okay. And, and I really wanted to, one of the big reasons why I wanted to have you on the show is to talk about your team and how you built that and your partnership with Kristen. So were you building a team before you and Kristen uh, officially partnered up? No, we had each like, like another one agent and like a, a full-time assistant. So both of us had like full-time assistants. Both of us had like an agent on board, maybe two agents, like her husband's an agent, but he's really a lawyer. So, um, okay. so on paper, we kind of had like people that worked with us or on our team or under us, but, um, but not officially. And it wasn't really our goal. Like individually, it wasn't a goal of ours. It's only when we came together that, um, in our thought sharing and in kind of goal setting, like we thought maybe growing to have officially some agents like more junior agents or people who just for whatever reason wanted to be part of a team in a structure like we had. So that's when we started growing the number of agents. Okay. Okay. So do you, do you define a team? I guess we should define what you think of as a team. Sure. You think of a team as multiple agents together or the support staff part of it or both of it? That's such a good question. And, um, I think this discussion is like everywhere on the internet, right? Like what is a real estate team? Why do you want a team? Mm -hmm. And I think there's so many different ways to do it. I will only talk about the way, like I'll, I'll explain what some of the other ways are, but like my experience is the way we've done it. And the way we've done it is because we want to share ideas. We want to share resources, like human resources. We want to share marketing do dollars. And we also want to be very supportive and collaborative. So um, mm -hmm. In other words, one of my big goals was like this real estate business, as you well know, and any agent who listens to this knows is like, it can be like, it can consume your whole life. Like yeah. talk about getting a Sunday off to be with the family or going on vacation and really shutting down your computer. It's like cl close to impossible. And it's like the idea mm -hmm. originally was like, gosh, wouldn't it be nice to have somebody who like, 
I fully trust to manage my whole business when I'm out of town, like can work with any client I'm working with a 500, $400,000 condo buyer or a $5 million buyer or seller, you know, mm -hmm. having that person who direct like directs conversation with clients, just like I would, who negotiates just like I would, um, mm -hmm. it really, um, it's, that was one of the goals. So our, our structure is that Kristen and I are equals. Um, we've got employees that we share. Um, we're very collaborative with ideas and everything else, but our books are our own books. So like we have an mm. element that we share, but like my business is my business, her business is her business, but we are completely collaborative and supportive of one another's business. There's some business, okay. some teams that do it differently. Like any new business that comes in is the team's business. That's not how we do it. We do um, share leads with and share um, specific, more specifically buyers with um, some of our junior agents, um, but that's a choice that we can individually make to do so. Okay. And why did you decide to split it up that way? Yeah, I think that, um, you know, we didn't want to become a fully um, de financially dependent on one another. You know, maybe that's the growth that we, we, we get there. There's some, there's some partnerships that are like literally just partnerships that come together and have nothing shared. They only do it under a name to like have a better split or whatever the case is with their, with their company, with whoever they work for. Um, mm -hmm. I think we are well beyond just doing that for split purposes or for volume purposes. Um, we never had that. We, we both do enough business that that wasn't an incentive for us. Um, but I think, so it's well beyond that, but it's not to the point of like all of the, our individual books of business is a shared book of business. That's kind of where gotcha. we draw. Okay. So do you share, um, the support staff part of it? Does that, are those totally, joint totally. Employee? okay. Okay. How did you know that you had the right idea of building a team with Kristen? Never do. I mean, I knew Kristen was the right <laughs> partner. I mean, certainly yeah. I feel like we both would agree that, that our partnership and, and our personalities um, were right for each other. It's like dating. Like you just like, we, you know, yeah. we work with enough agents around town. That, like when you find someone you like, you hit it off with, you're like, Oh, I like this person. I'm going to date them more, you know? And so like, so we're in a great partnership in terms of that, but like in terms of like how the business, how the team operates, man, we're learning every day. Like every day we have a, an idea of like, how can we improve or, you know, what can we do differently or what's the long-term projection of this team? So um, I wouldn't say that anyone there, there's not like a, a formula or a mold that says this is the only way and the best way to run a business um, or a real estate mm. team. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're kind of um, every team is so different. So you kind of choose sure. your path as you go. And how do I know it's right? I don't. I, it feels great right now. And I know I'm in it with the right partner. That's all I can say. Yeah. 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 That's, and that's a great thing. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's similar to a marriage, right? It's like, find the right partner. Things are going to change in life. You're going to get like curveballs thrown at you. You'll figure it out if it's the right thing. And I think we're doing yeah. the right thing, but like so far it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It tends to work out when it's the right person. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. What What are a couple of the most recent things that you've changed with the team that have been a, a, an improvement? Yeah, well, we're always, um, I struggle is like an exaggeration. I think we're always talking about how to improve in terms of um, 
like what kind of agents to bring on the team, how many is too many. We don't want to become a huge team. We really love mm. the feel and the energy of who we have now and what we have going on. So that is a constant discussion in terms of like, you know, we just were having a really funny discussion with our team because we retook pictures. We brought on a new agent um, later in the summer. So we took some fall fo team photos and we're like, okay, this is it. No more ever, no more team photos. We are done. We are full. And now we're having discussions with an agent we both really adore and, um, and thinking seriously about bringing on. And that was like only two months ago. So, so what are some of the things like that we're constantly changing is like our idea of like, you know, who we want to bring on and how that structure looks like, how does, how do you incentivize a mid-level agent who might be selling in our market? So different from other markets, but like in our mid-level agent who might be selling somewhere between six and 15 million. Like, how do we incentivize someone like that? Who's going to be like awesome partner, like knows what they're doing. They're incentivized differently than a brand new agent, you know? So we're constantly like working with that. Like, and, and what do we offer them? Um, employees or, you know, having our direct support, like we're constantly learning on what fits our team the best. And I, we've got some great people um, on the team and, you know, how can we utilize them and help them in, in this kind of down market of which like, look, it's not easy for brand new agents right now. So like, do we switch that and like some of the business that we do day to day to maybe use one of our junior agents to support their business, you know? So mm -hmm. constantly it's, you know, it's a weekly discussion on, on what we can do better, really. Oh, I'm sure you're constantly evolving. Oh, it's I'm awesome. Sure. Love it. That's what keeps it yeah. fresh. I mean, cause I, you know, like, like showing houses is great. Writing contracts is great, but there's always a, like, I love the challenge of it. So there's always a challenge with running mm -hmm. a team, like how to be better. Totally. Totally. So what does your team look like right now? How many agents do you have? What other people are on your team? Yeah. So great question. We've got nine total agents. Hold on just a second. I'm going to um, mute myself. Is that your support staff right oh, now? Yeah. I came home. <laughs> I told you I was showing houses as every agent can, um, yeah. can relate to showing houses that ran way late. So could not make it back to the office. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm going to call my dog over here for a second. Tucker, come. Um, so what our agent, what our team looks like right now, um, we have nine total licensed agents that's includes Kristen and I. So, okay. um, we've got a full of one of those licensed agents. She just got her license is a full-time marketing person. Um, we had a full-time director of operations, um, who was also licensed. She decided that she wanted to sell full-time, so, which is wonderful. We fully encourage like people, if they, you know, to pursue their own avenues and dreams and goals. Mm -hmm. Um, so right now she is working somewhat part-time for Kristen as an assistant. And I took another one of the junior agents and she's working as an assistant for me. So that's what I was saying in that learning thing. We had two full-time employees last year or up until like mid-summer this year. And that kind of changed where we have one full-time employee and then we both took an agent on our team and using them as an executive assistant, which is a great learning opportunity for them, frankly. Um, sure. But also like not to be like, not to be like, we're like, martyrish here. It's like a great opportunity for them, but we're also getting what we both need in terms of an assistant and operations, like a day-to-day -day sure. operations help. Yeah. So it's been awesome. Like, I, and, and frankly, like how we figured that out was one of our more junior agents on the team. Um, 
I was in a pinch one day and I just asked her to go meet with um, HVAC guy I was going over to a house that had some inspection issues and a, and a plumber. And I just couldn't sit there for five hours while we were waiting on these contractors. Like, and so I asked the agent, I said, Hey, can you do me a favor? I'll pay you for it. Will you go sit? And then she ended up being on the phone with me and the seller and the HVAC guy. And she, and she said to me at the end of the day, she said, I learned more today about the inspection process than I've learned in four months. She's like, if you yeah. ever need that again. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. How about yeah. we do it for real? <laughs> How mm -hmm. about 20 hours a week? And you know, so yeah, so that's, that's the evolution of like how these things work. Sometimes it's just, it's sometimes it's just, um, just like it just evolves itself. That's really interesting. And I'm really curious about this director of operations position yeah. you mentioned. Is that a, a position that you're looking to refill and what, what is, what did that person do? Yeah. So I, yes, we will refill that. Um, um, we probably, we, we talked about, having it ready for the spring season. So like the February, March timeframe, director of operations is more like the day-to-day -day operations and really thinking strategically for us. So like, you know, I mean, if Kristen and I could have our way, we would be in front of our clients every single day. We'd be out there like hanging out with our friends, drumming up new business, chasing leads. That's what we're good at. I mean, that's where we got to where we are, but that structure is not um, something um, that is scalable unless you have somebody who's doing all the other work. Because when you have something that goes under contract or people that want to see houses for four days in a row, you don't, I, you don't, there's not enough hours in the day to also be out there with your sphere of influence, drumming up new business, chasing the leads. So um, the director of operations um, is there to do like the day-to-day -day operation stuff, the meeting the um, meeting contractors, meeting the stager, getting the signs up, getting stuff in the MLS, um, just being like the eyes and ears on the street that we, Chris and I don't want to be stuck behind our computer. That person can be stuck behind the computer, also outrunning errands. Okay. Mm -hmm. We also really need the strategic thinker, someone to look at our business. And I think this is where one of the things that we've learned and like one of the places that we want to grow um, to when we're in the weeds, I mean, in the last three, like maybe not the last six months, but like the last three years in general, we've been in the weeds, right? And we need somebody to look at a 30,000 foot view and, and really understand business and how it operates and to see where we're bottlenecking, bottlenecking our energy or where we um, can delegate a certain task that is just taking too much energy or too much time for one of us. Again, so we can be in front of people. That's where we're good. Yeah. And I, I think that's so wise because a lot of people, you know, myself included way back before I started building a team, trying to hold on to all that stuff because no one can do it as good as me. Right. But it's just counterproductive. You you get to a, a point where you can't do it all or you you it's don't have a life or both. And um Totally. It's so genius. All, you probably learned that too during COVID. Like it's just not, it's not healthy. Like that's really no. what, what I fell back on in the last 2023 is like, I was like, wow, 2020, 2021 and 2022 were amazing and totally unhealthy on all levels of my life. So like, wh what can I do? What can I give up? Even if mistakes are made, 
like we can we can make one mistake we can't make it twice right so like um so like the person who's working with me now like 20 hours a week like she, she she'll make a mistake it's okay i'm not gonna i'm not gonna give her any something that's gonna hurt any one of my clients making that mistake but let's make the mistake now you'll never make it again and then when you're in this in my position running a business and selling x amount of dollars a year you'll mm -hmm. you will have learned this mistake somewhere else so yeah so it's yeah. just not scalable doing it all myself i can't do it that's hard yeah. to say so, totally. I mean, good, good quality people learn and then they don't make the mistake again, like you said, right. and, and people make mistakes. I mean, That's right. I make mistakes, you make mistakes. Totally. It's just part of being a human being. So yeah. uh, we yeah. can't dwell on that stuff. Yeah. So how are you, how are you trying to find this director of operations person and how do you, how do you identify the best people? Yeah. I mean, in the past, we've all, we've always hired from within. So people that we have, mm -hmm already been either working part-time for either one of us. And we've kind of, um, um, promoted, if you will, to a full time position, um, or somebody who is an agent on our team. Like I just explained, like coming in and saying like, you know, like, Hey, I need, I need an assistant right now until we have a full-time director of operations. Um, and so that came from within organically within our team, people, we already trust people. We already know. Um, mm -hmm. I think the challenge is, is, um, finding um, the person from outside the organization and getting them up and running before spring. So we've had um, a couple resumes sent our way. We've talked to a couple people, um, but you know, December is a really odd month to do that. So I, I'm not mm -hmm. of the mindset. Um, I am opposite of a lot of people who run businesses. I will not get online and find one of these resources online. I want them to come from our Boulder community. I want them to be a licensed agent. So it's probably somebody I already know. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. That's how I look at it. It is most likely someone I already know. And frankly, agents who are running a big business right now, we're in a good position because there's plenty of agents out there who, um, who are maybe thinking about taking a step backwards from the business. It's tough right now. Um, and mm -hmm. who would love a full-time gig. I think the hardest part about this position is two things. Having someone who can think strategically, um, that's, that's not a given. And number two is having someone who doesn't leave the job in one year because they decide to go back to being an agent. Mm. That's gotta be a tricky thing to find. So tricky. Yeah. So you have to build incentives into that salary and that's that structure, um, to be incentivized by maybe our business. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. It's it's tricky. I haven't figured it out. I'll let you know when I do. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's but not, like, I yeah. like you know, I don't want to make a mistake in this next hire. So, um, um, you know, hire slow. Mm -hmm. Fire fast, hire slow. Yeah, I don't like firing anything, but like, yeah, hire slow. We'll just stick with that, and then we'll find the right person. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you know, anyone we've had in the past, like, um, my past anyone who's worked for us in the past, like as a team, anyone who's worked for us in the past still works on our team. So that's a, that's a good sign. Like even people mm -hmm. who, like, who no longer in that director of operations role is still, still a huge asset to our team and on the team. So. Sure. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a testament to what you guys are doing. Yeah. Thanks. I, I hope so. I, I believe, I believe we're creating a culture of, of an awesome group happens to all be women, but an awesome group of women who have the right attitude and really support each other. So that's awesome. Yeah. So 
one thing I love about you is before we got on to actually record this, we were talking about your numbers and you didn't even know your numbers really. I mean, kind of, but I love, I love that. But, uh, you know, take off your humble hat for a minute and share with us what the last couple of years have looked like as far yeah. as what you guys have managed to do and, and close. I will. <laughs> um, yeah, it's funny. I played college sports and then I was a professional athlete at one point too. And okay. What sport? That's a humble brag, by the way. I totally recognize I just did that, but hold on. Like I do have a story of which I really don't track these kinds of things. Like in uh -huh. I played college soccer. At one point, um, I was leading the, the team in assist. I, I was not a goal scorer. I was not the person who was going to score the goals. I was leading the team in assist. No idea how many assists I had. Didn't care. It wasn't like a thing. Like, I wasn't chasing them, you know? Like, yeah. just wanted the team to win. That's it, you know? Like, um, and similarly, when I, I was a professional cyclist, and um, I still to this day, like, people count the number of, like, wins they had or national championships that they had. I don't know. It's on my bio online. Someone will say like, did you have X amount? And I'm like, I think so. It's online. I don't know. You tell me how many, like, I like, I do know now because enough people have said that, but like, I never really track wins like that. Like to me, like the success is like chasing the challenge and, and feeling like they're like, I know I've been successful. Don't get me wrong. So anyway, back it up. Yeah. Full-time agent started in 2017. Um, I started small, like I think $7 million, $8 million that first year. I think that's pretty good 2017 for a first-time agent. Sure. Um, when I got um, came to Compass in 2019, so like the second year was like, I doubled that. 2019, I was like, you know, just below like where Compass wants someone to come in. I was like, like I was like $100 short of like $20 million. Um but 2021, like it's blown up. Like it's been, it's been a great, um, challenge. It's been, I've hustled my ass off the last handful of years as a team mm -hmm. last year. So 2022, we sold like $126 million or something like that. Kristen and I are very even in, in those numbers and, and we sell probably 98% of the team's business. So okay. the, literally don't know. You can do the math that's the general idea. And then transaction numbers. I don't, I really don't follow those. Um, um, I don't, <laughs> that's interesting that I don't, but I don't, um, yeah, this year yeah. will be somewhere just shy of a um, hundred million dollars. Still super proud of that. Kristen and I still do the majority of the business and we do an even business. So, um, you know, so mm -hmm. we're both big producers and, um, you know, I think in, in terms of what's happening in the market, um, I'm super excited that we are, you know, only 20% under what we did last year. Cause last year was again, like crazy as, as it was for everybody. Oh, yeah. 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 So. Any, anyone that's only down 20% right now is doing pretty awesome. good. Totally. Totally. Love it. Yeah. I mean, and the, the great thing about our business is we don't pay for leads. Like this is people we know. These are referrals. Like we do not have a paid for lead source. Hmm. So. Have you ever paid for leads? Yeah. In the beginning of my career, I did a Zillow. I did, I think in 2018 and 19, I paid for maybe part of 20. I paid for Zillow leads. I was never like one of the top Zillow paid people, uh -huh. but I did pay for Zillow leads. Um, and it paid for itself. And one year, I think in 2019, it might've doubled my, um, in, uh, uh, investment. So the ROI was, you know, two times, which is great. But at some point, when you're not returning the Zillow calls, you're kind of looking at yourself and like, well, why am I paying for it? Like mm -hmm. I'm so busy with my people I know, you know, like I'm not going to 
Hollis Bozo back, who's going to, you know, think right. of getting a condo in Boulder for $150,000. Like I'm not going to, I'm done having that conversation. I actually remember when the, the exact thing that like, I finally was like, I'm done. There's these um, condos on like Arapaho, like on West Arapaho. And they're like the most idyllic, like location in Boulder. I mean, right on the Creek, like right near downtown. And they're literally like $200,000 because it's a land lease and the land lease expires in like 10 years. So it's like oh. the dumbest investment ever. It's cash only land lease expires. Like the, the, the amount of taxes and fees every year was like $50,000. It was like, Whoa. I was so sick of people calling from out of state thinking they could buy a condo in Boulder, like on the Creek downtown for $200,000 and me having this conversation like 12 times in a row. And I was like, okay, like I'm done with Zillow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, look, I think when you're a new agent, like if you find something that your ROI is working, like do it, yeah. you know, I don't think it's Zillow anymore. I think there's other ways, but I don't, I don't know what they are anymore. Yeah. I mean, well, you're established now, so you're, it's sphere, sphere and past clients and referrals, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. This point. For me, but I think there's stuff out there for newer agents that really are worth the time and money. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, you were telling me a little bit about, you, you, you have some plans coming up for 2024. And I kind of wanted to touch on that here before we, we finish up as far as what your plans are for the, the new year, how you're approaching it with the, the yeah. market that's going on. So uh, share with me a little bit about that. Yeah. I mean, I, look, even this year, I didn't set goals for a number. So when I set goals, it's just like, how do I want to conduct business and what do I want my lifestyle to look like? And I'm not saying lifestyle, like what new car do I want to buy? But I'm saying like, like I need to exercise more. I need, like, I had plenty of vacations this year. So it's not that, but it's just like the balance of work and life. Right. So that's yeah. kind of where I set my goals, honestly. And, um, but when I look at like my goals for the business in terms of how I want to conduct business, it's super clear to me, um, where my business comes from and it comes from people I know and people I know who trust me. Most people I would hope who know me, trust me. Um, so it's like getting back to the basics and back to the basics means like face to face, eye to eye, having friends over for dinner. Mm -hmm. Up with my, I used to do like when like COVID was like starting, maybe we even started in 2019. I had a, every Friday morning, I hiked with girlfriends. It's like it was a four to seven girlfriends and we hiked for every Friday morning for years in a row. And we got away from that. And like, I don't know why we got away from that. And I don't know why our culture is so okay with Zoom calls and so okay with communicating important shit over text. Like, it is not okay to negotiate over text. It is not okay to break the news to your sellers that the buyers have terminated or, or mm -hmm. that have an offer. There's some good news. That is, that's a phone call. If you can show up on their doorstep and deliver that news, even better. But I'll tell yeah. you, like getting back to the basics of being with humans is like what, where my goals are. And, and this is not something I invented this, uh, uh, like any compass agent who listens to this and be like, that's what compass is preaching. Yeah. No kidding. Cause that's what that's like, it is our company initiative, but I am such a believer in it. And, and, and it's true. And Kristen has even said, aside from what compass is preaching, she's like, 
you know, she, she had a roller coaster year. Ends up it was a great year for her, but she had a roller coaster year. And she, like, when you have those kinds of times in the business and you kind of get your energy gets sucked elsewhere and you're not doing what made you good in the first place, you know, like that's when you've got to get back to the basics. And what made me good in the first place and what made Kristen good in the first place is like just being a people person, you know, mm -hmm. like. Mm -hmm. You don't show up every day and say, hi, I'm a real estate agent. Like that is not why I'm with my people. I'm with my people because it makes me happy. I'm with my people because we like each other. And, and that, like, that is how referrals happen. You don't show up with my friend Pam to go hiking and, hey, Pam, remember I'm a real estate agent. I want your referrals. That's not why I'm hiking with Pam. I'm hiking with Pam because we're friends and I want to see her. But we're going to have a conversation where she's like, oh, yeah, damn, I forgot to tell you about these friends moving to Denver. Uh, don't cover Denver, but let me find them an agent for you. You know, like yeah, those yeah. Are conversations happen. So, so, yeah, like that's my business plan It's like getting back to the basics. I mean, yeah, I've got some other detailed things in there, like specifically of like what I'm going to do and how I'm going to conduct that. But, man, like I would encourage even lenders, like get in front of your agents, like totally. in person, like. We yep. as a culture have got to get off our freaking devices and remember what it's like to relate to humans. Mm -hmm. what I say, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I heard a statistic that something like I mean, it's predicted that only fifty percent of agents are going to renew and only thirty percent of lenders. Wow. And uh, as far as licensing goes, and I think the smart ones are just like you said, they're getting in front of people, they're yeah. shaking hands and kissing babies and <laughs> whatever you call it you know, or flat out calling people. It's the basics, the blocking and tackling that's working. Totally. totally. And um, it does guilty. Like even some of the newer agents on my team, I'm like, just because you're getting together with someone, don't show up with a logoed something and hand them. Like that is not it. Like it, like there's a strategy I learned a couple of years ago was like, Hey, look, do the things that you're doing anyway. I'm going to take hiking with girlfriends. Cause that is something I love doing. Invite someone new. You know, like there's like, if you look at like three categories of friends, you've got like people who you love and can't wait to hang out with more people who you like, don't hang out with enough, but you do like them. And then people mm. you don't really care, like you don't need to hang out with them. Right. Right. You're always looking to move one of those. I like you into the, I love you and want to hang out with you all the time. And so it's like, yeah, invite one of your, I love yous, invite them to hang out more because we don't, we don't hang out with our friends enough anymore. So invite, I'm doing my girlfriend hike anyway. I'm going to invite someone new who doesn't know the rest of my girlfriends and be the, the that matchmaker of just people who like each other. Love that. And so you're moving. So I'm doing that to one of my loves. And then one of my likes, like maybe I send out like a, an email to like a group of people who I really like. And it's like, hey, just want you to know that every Friday morning I do do a Friday hike. If you're ever interested, here's some of the routes we do. It's just a touch point. Like- Sure. Those who like also want to love you might show up, might ask you to, you know, so I don't know. There's just different ways to do it without screaming. I'm a realtor. Yeah. I love that. So what, what else is on your list as far as specifics that you're going to do this year? This coming yeah. Year? So events, like I love having events. Um, I'm going to back it up a month or two and say like my big event is in October. We do a fall festival at my, at my house, like 200, 250 people. It's all past wow. events and good, my best of referral sources, mm -hmm. um, food trucks, pumpkin painting. It's super fun. And, um, 
every time my husband and I are like, oh, it's such a big responsibility because it's a big deal. It's hard. It's, you know, it's easy. It's easier now. We've done a handful of years in a row, but like every time I, it's like at least two referrals come from it. So that's it. like, so yes, I do it because I love it. And I love my friends. And I love all my clients. I really don't have maybe two past clients that I don't keep in touch with. Um, but, um, it is also a referral source. So, um, so that's a big one, but I try to do an event every quarter. So first quarter of this year, I'm going to do, um, a, like a women um, empowerment, like financial empowerment, like just like the base, oh. like going to have like a woman accountant, a woman, like, um, um, financial planner, of course, real estate agent, um, like estate planning, that kind of stuff. And like bring a group of women together that just want to learn more and empower them financially. I don't care what age you might be seventies, you might be twenties and you want to learn more. So just kind of a mastermind session, um, for that. Mm -hmm. I hope to do that every quarter. We'll see how January goes. Um, and then once a quarter, I try to, um, um, have some of my client clients, like past clients who I think would really like each other, like meet up for a social event, like, and invite people they don't know. So many people are new to this area. So the last one I did, unfortunately was too long ago. It was in the second quarter of this year. And I did like empty nesters and we, like I had four empty nesters who would, literally all four of them had just moved in the last 12 months and had a happy hour so they could all meet each other. And I was like, Oh, I think they'll all get along. And it was such a hit. Like they all loved it. So that kind of stuff, like, um, and then of course, like the stuff I'm already doing, I'm already riding my bike, I'm already cycling and I already love eating out. So these are things I'm doing anyway. So these are the things where I invite someone I love. These are in things I inform a lot of people that I like to see if they catch on and they want to do it. So that's like a constant thing. Like I wouldn't say every week for that, but like every other week for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What yeah. kind of biking are you? Do you road biking or mountain biking or both? Everything, road, gravel, mountain, track. Oh, and I'll okay. be teaching some classes out the out, out of the velodrome. That's always like a fun thing to get in front of people. I love doing it. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. What, what kind of classes? Um, just well, I've always done like um like learning how to ride the velodrome for women, like women sessions. But um, for years I coached out there, just um like you know intermediate like um like interval sessions. So yeah, mm -hmm. it's out in Erie. It's a, um, it would close down for a handful of years and a group of investors, um, purchased it and it's back, back to life. So it's a great community. Okay. Yeah. Where nice. are you located? Are you near there? Well, I'm, I'm down in Lone Tree. Oh, Lone Tree. Well, I'll so, get you up to the velodrome. Do you ride bikes? I, I'm a mountain biker. Oh, okay, cool. And then, and then Peloton when it's too cold out or snowy. Yeah. That's yeah. Wow. Um, a way of life in Colorado. What's that? I said it's a way of life in Colorado. Oh yeah. You have to do it. Yeah. 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 It's awesome. So what, what do you hope to have on your resume in two years? Ooh, damn, that's deep. What do I hope to have on my resume? I mean, and I, I say this sincerely. I, I still love real, I love real estate. Um, um, so I, so I hope to that I'd be able to put on my, like, sure. Number one, medium sized team and compass, all that kind of stuff sounds awesome. Um, like the stats are great, but I really hope that, um, we build a team and that, that I can brag about the fact that our retention level is high. That mm -hmm. agents that we bring on are able to scale and grow with us and that we've created an environment 
in which they want to stay and be a part. So I don't know how you put that on a resume, but that is my goal in like mm -hmm. two years. Like that's a pretty short term thing. I, oh, I'll also tell you my goal for 2025 is, um, I already know this is that it's my 20 year wedding anniversary. So my goal is to build the team that I trust, I do trust enough, but to teach them enough that I'm able to go live in another country for two months. Ooh, that's a yeah. good one. What? That is, I'm planning it now. I'm like already started planning. So what countries are on the radar? Um, Italy's on the radar. Spain is on the radar too. My favorites just to ride bikes. And then um, the Patagonia region. Ooh, yeah. Very cool. That might be good because then the seasonality, I could do it in like, kind of the slower season for real estate. So those are my, like, those are two real goals. Like in um, being sincere about the team stuff, like that I have a retention rate that Chris and I have a t retention rate. That's like so good that, that we can brag about that and put that on a resume. And then also um, personal goal, but it is a business goal is to build that team and train them well enough that I can literally leave the country for a couple months and my business doesn't totally tank. That's a pretty awesome goal. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I think I, that's, why, that's why I start verbalizing. I told my husband this like four months ago and I've told like every friend that wants it has talked to me about something. I'm like, and we're going out of the country for two months in 2025. Cause I'm like, the more people I, I, I tell, it's almost like a, it's like, it's like a dare. It's like, I'll have to get it done. <laughs> well, it's like you put it out to the world and it's, totally. it, it comes yeah, to you. It's like a, you're like, yeah. I failed to do that. You know, like I'm, that's not my yeah. personality. Like, so I love that. That's so cool. We actually curious about your goals. <laughs> well, geez, that's a, I mean, that's a deep question. Yeah. I mean, one of my goals is to keep building my team. I had to take a, I mean, things were so crazy for a couple of years there that I had to take a step back and size down the team. So part of my goals are to build the team back up to where I'm able to take time like that. Cause I'm yeah. not now. Yeah. Um, totally. I have to be, you know, too involved. Um, I was, I was starting to tell you that my wife and I, we actually were talking about going to Italy Oh, cool! And trying to live there for a year. Our kids were, uh, middle school at the time. And this is, okay. this was, um, it would have been fall of 2019. Okay. So right, right before wow. COVID and we didn't do it. Thank God. Cause that's right when I mean, Italy would have been a terrible place to be when COVID hit. Terrible. So, they were all over NPR, like all the craziness in Italy. Wow. Yeah. yeah well, so that you, was. You'll put that on your plans for future? Like when the kids are maybe like done with high school? Maybe. Yeah. And um, I mean, that's one of my short-term goals. We actually have two and a half years left until my youngest graduates. Okay. And we have a house in Winter Park. So one of my goals, it's not really a too lofty of a goal is we're going to, we're planning on moving up there and oh, that's awesome. getting all the powder days and enjoying yeah. a, a little bit of time up there before figuring out the next chapter. So yeah, that's, I mean, look, it's, it's, it's hard. We got a place up in the mountains too. And it's like, I keep saying like this winter, I'm going to work up there from Tuesday to Thursday. And then it just doesn't like it. I can, I'm lucky if I get that done like five times during ski season, but I so know. It's, so it's I do the same thing. I always go into the ski season thinking I'm going to do all this stuff with yeah. skiing and work remotely. And it seems to never play out quite that way. But no goals though. Goals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's good to always be striving for things. Yeah, totally. I it's, I, I'm sure it's in your personality too, but I, I just, I 
it's not that I'm not content. Like I am a lucky person. This life is good. I could, mm -hmm. I don't want to, but I could die tomorrow and it would all be good. But like, I do continue to strive. Like, I think that's why, what makes us good at this business is like, no loss is acceptable for me, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. I know you're super busy and you're, your success is incredible and just really appreciate you sharing some things with the audience. Yeah, totally. I appreciate your time and you doing this. I, I listened to a couple of yours, um, your YouTubes and, um, and I just love the interviews. I just love hearing what other agents have to say. So I appreciate it. Yeah, totally. And if people want to connect with you, how can they find you? Are you on Instagram, Facebook? Yeah. Instagram's the best. Um, we're, um, I'm personally on, at Boulder homes. And then our team's Instagram is at Higgins Kalush Collective. So, okay, yeah, that's the best awesome. way. I mean, honestly, we do. I do a lot of communicating through Instagram. So, awesome. Cool. Well, thanks, thanks again. So much. I appreciate it. Yeah. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening. We definitely appreciate your support. And please subscribe to the show so you can get all future episodes. And if you enjoyed the show, please leave us a five-star review as well. That's part of how the word gets out about the show. And once again, my name is RJ Baxter with Intercap Lending. You all have a great rest of your day.